You know our slogan around here is better practice, better life. But we're taking this belief to the next level. And we've recently announced the creation of a new association. It's called the Best Practices Association. Our association celebrates the mindset that is better practice, better life. This mindset celebrates time, healthy living, personal growth, clinical excellence, and impacting the lives of your patients and your team through intentional leadership. In fact, we are the work-life balance experts in dentistry. The BPA will coach independent dental practices like yours to thrive by sharing best practices and operational habits, behaviors, systems, tools, and insight that lead to profitability and sustained growth, and you can still have a life. So if you're a dentist that wants to surround yourself with great thinkers, let us help you create your own version of Better Practice, Better Life. Go to actdental.com forward slash BPA or hit the link in the show notes. Yo, yo, yo. Hey guys, welcome back to another awesome edition of the Best Practices Show. You ever thought, I work too hard. I work too many patient hours. I want to reduce patient hours. Actually, I want better patient hours so I can have a better life. Well, today we're going to talk about how you change your hours and you change your life with great new thinking. And I brought on one of our amazing coaches, Courtney Dalton, and we take you through a three-step process in which you can truly change your hours and change your life and have a better practice and a better life. And you can produce more. So make sure you guys check it out. I know you guys will enjoy it. And we'll see you soon. Hey guys, welcome back to the Best Practices Show podcast. You ever thought to yourself, I'm working way too hard, seeing way too many patients beyond these crazy hours and I can't see an end? Well, today we're going to help you see a different way to practice in which you can enjoy your life because you can change your hours and change your life. And today I have one of our amazing coaches on, Courtney Dalton, who's going to help us think through that. Courtney, thanks for being on. I appreciate you. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. I'm excited too because... You sent me this outline and I'm like, oh, this is one of my favorite things to talk about ever. And you can speak about it uniquely because you have not only been a coach, an amazing coach for us, but you also worked on dental teams and you've had extensive background working as a dental team member. So give, give our audience a little glimpse of who is Courtney Dalton? What do you do? Yeah. Well, sometimes I feel like, what don't I do, right? Between <laughs> coach, mom, wife, all of the above. Um, yeah, working in as a hygienist on so many different teams thus far, you know, leading up to, to my time at ACT gives you so much perspective on schedules that work and schedules that just don't work. And I've really gotten the ability to work on teams with both, um, you know, your typical eight to five, nine to five, and then your seven to three or your seven to four. And there's a huge, huge difference. And I'm excited to kind of dive into that today. Yeah. Now this is a big topic. You know, it's one of my favorite. You coach a lot of practices. Let's talk about why this is so important. Why should I care, Courtney, about changing my hours? Yeah. Well, you spend so much time with 
your work family. And it is a family because you spend a significant portion, not even of just your day, but of your life in your practice, doing what you love to do, which is great. But there's a balance that we're probably missing. And that's to be able to be present for your family and for your life outside your practice and outside your your work obligations. So it's really important to strike that balance and find your why and take the steps to make the change. Yeah, I love it. And a couple, you know, I'll just piggyback on what you said. Remember, if you're listening to this podcast, you spend 30% of your life working. The other thing to think about is you only need to practice. Now, this podcast is not for everybody. It's for the person who really wants to have a great life and a great practice. And you know who you are if you're listening to this, but 32 hours is all you can clinically give to a practice. That's it. And dentists have been classically misled to believe that they have to expand hours to attract patients and do more dentistry. And that is just not true. Maybe when you start to get it rolling, but eventually the mark of a truly professional practice is when people come to you because of you, during the hours that you work. Now, let me just say one more thing that's important about changing your hours. There are other people that will teach you expand your hours, work on Saturdays and all that stuff to grow your practice and grow your gross production. That is true. It will work because you'll be seeing a lot of different insurances and all those kind of things to grow that. What you lend yourself to when you have less desirable hours is less desirable talent. The best people in the world know that they're good. So if I'm a great hygienist or a great chairside assistant in your town, I know I'm good. And I'm going to go to a practice that values my contribution and the fact that I want a life. And so people don't think about this when they expand their hours. They just think of the financial opportunity. But you're, you also have to staff a practice. When you're writing off a third, you've got to staff a practice that has to produce a third more. And it's, it's, it's naturally going to put you in some waters that are dangerous out there. So I think changing your hours to fit your practice life is one of the greatest things you'll ever do. And I'll say one more thing about the why, because I love this topic. It's my favorite. Time is the new rich. I'm going to say it over and over and over again. People that have the ability to do what they want with their time are the richest people ever. I don't care how much dentists produce. Actually, that's the most boring conversation of all time, how much you produce. Because most people are writing off a third or more, which means you're working one out of every three days for free. So that doesn't tell me anything. And so I think if you really want to change your life, you have to change your hours. Everybody has 24 hours. What separates the best from the rest is how you use those 24 hours. So wouldn't you agree, Courtney? Totally agree. And... To your point, we just had uh, an amazing ACT client post a photo on social media of her three beautiful daughters, and the caption said something along the lines of the gift of time. Isn't it wonderful to have this gift of time to be present for your family, for your kids? And I immediately jumped on, and I beat Christina to it, but I jumped on and I said, time is the new rich. This is what we fight for, and getting more hours in your day is the biggest victory because it puts you in such a healthier spot. Yeah. And we're going to talk about three concepts or three frameworks and Courtney's going to take us through this, but let me just ask you, Courtney, you coach a lot of practices. How many practices have you coached that have changed their hours that have crashed? Um, 
Knock on wood, but you know, none, none of them. Why? <laughs> no one's ever changed their hours and said, man, I wish I could work until 7 p.m. again. Right. Man, I wish I could come in at 9 a.m. on a Saturday in the summer. You know, we don't. We don't see that. Maybe it's because we have really great clients, but I think it's really because our clients see the value in that shift. Nobody, you don't want to be present and really you can't physically be present at work past those 32 hours. And for some, that's actually less, I think. You know, we hit a wall at a, at a certain point in the day, in the week, and we can't be our best selves. And if you're giving it all at work, then you can't you don't have any le anything left in the bucket to give after those work hours. So is it hard to do it conceptually and physically? No, it's not. I, I could almost guarantee that every person listening to this show right now is like, oh, I would love to do that. Maybe where they're stuck is how do I get there? Yeah. We can help. And we can help. So we're going to walk you through three steps on how to get there. And before we do that, let me remove some obstacles, which are self-imposed limitations. Your first thought is, if I change my hours, everyone's going to hate the fact that I have really good hours for my family, but not for them. Well, let me help you with one thought before we go down this road. No one is thinking about you. Nobody, not one person in the world is thinking. Patients are concerned about one thing, themselves. They, everybody's concerned about themselves. Their favorite subject is themselves. No one is looking at your hours going, I cannot believe this. They have changed their hours. Can you believe that? When you change your hours and you explain to them why, people will go, okay. And if somebody, here's, here's a second thought. Don't get into the how. Just explain the why. When the why gets clear, the how gets easy. And we've had so many dentists take pictures of photos of little kids that are important to them, put them right on the counter and say, Mrs. Jones, I'm going to point to this photo and I'm going to let you know, we're going to be changing our hours. And that's the reason why those gorgeous little faces are the reason we're changing our hours and people will get it. They will all get it. If they don't get it, I really wonder if this is somebody you should give up your dinner time for to serve. Uh, and the other thing, one more last thing, because I want this podcast to be helpful. You never tell anybody what you don't have. You only tell them what you do have. So when people say, can you see me at 8 p.m. at night? You don't get go down that road. Say, Mrs. Jones, unfortunately, we cannot. But here's what we do have. We have early morning hours, and I can see you at 7 a.m. Let's see. I've got 7 a.m. next Tuesday. You see how I didn't even invite you into the conversation of why I don't have evening hours? Now I can point to photos if you want to go down that road, but ultimately, we're going to stick to the why. When the why gets clear, the how gets easy. So, Courtney, take us down the road of the first concept. What do you suggest? So the first thing that you have to do is make the balance of work and home life and personal life, make it a priority. You have to decide and commit that this is a change that you want to make and that you're ready to make. Um, work is important. It's always going to be there. So is your family. And although they'll be there, they're going to get a little older. Your kids are going to get older. Life, life moves on. Everything is going to change. So if you can find the balance between work and home and figure out how to be present for both, that's, that's part one. And really, before you even get there, you have to decide that I'm ready to do this. This is for me, and I want to do it. Yeah. Um, and I think that you have to choose what that schedule looks like based on what works for you and maybe even what works for your team. Take a few things into consideration. 
Yeah, you have to explain that because I'm big on the seven to three without a lunch. Now, every state in the United States requires you to give a one hour lunch. So you have to look up your state law. We are not experts on the law, but you do have to comply with your state labor laws and you can copy them straight from the state website and and have a conversation and you can get direction on that. You do have to comply. But once you decide if it's seven to three without a lunch um, or you know, or eight to four. Um, we recently, you coach a team that's not too far from here and they didn't like the seven to three. They went with a different configuration. What did they decide? They did. They decided eight to four. And here's why they're a big team. They have four doctors, a lot of wonderful hygienists, a lot of great assistants, admin, great team. Seven to three didn't work for them. The doctors are very passionate about family their own and their teams. And they have a lot of parents that are on the team. And something that they thought about in regards to changing hours was, our our team is gonna be able to be present for either school drop-off or school pickup. And as a group, with some of their team members present and the doctors present, they talked it out. And the team members vocalized and said, I think drop-off is gonna work out better. I would like to be president drop-off, done. Eight to four was agreed, it was presented, it had input from the team, input from the doctors, and they start that change in about four weeks, and I'm so excited for them. And Kirk, you said something else that I thought was really wonderful, and I'd like to elaborate on it a little bit. Um, When you said changing the hours isn't gonna be right for all of your patients, and I agree. And here's what happens in that very same practice, A patient was finishing their hygiene appointment and they were getting scheduled and this particular patient wanted that 6 p.m. time slot. So they have one day a week where they work until seven o'clock at night. And this was a patient that wants the six o'clock time frame. And this patient did not want to schedule. He didn't want to hear about the value. He didn't, you know, just saw that I can't get my six o'clock, I'm not gonna schedule. So the hygienist walked him up to the front and of course there was still conversation, there was the doctor exam, there was still business as usual. By the time that patient got from the hygiene chair up to the front desk, the hygienist told the uh, team member that was checking the patient out that he's decided that our new hours don't work for him and that patient put his hand up and stopped her and said, you know what, just just give me the last last appointment of the day, give me the three o'clock, I'll make it work. Sometimes they just need to sit on it for a little bit and decide, you know what? I do value your services. You are wonderful. I will make it work. Yeah. I think that's amazing. It's amazing, Courtney. And I think those stories help us illustrate this whole thing. A couple other things I'll just piggyback on is you don't want to be everyone's dentist. You have to make that decision. Nobody wants to be everyone's. You have to figure out who you're going to serve. And at the same token, you got to pay attention to your energy. I'm getting older now. I can't even talk after 4.30. It's a mumbling, but there's a certain amount of work that you do that declining efforts happen after that. And what it does is it even becomes more declining if you're working into the evenings. And so we all get this window with our kids and that's it. You know, um, I know we're going to talk about this, but one of the best things one of my mentors ever said to me was, you only get 16 summers. That's all you get with your kids. And my first thought was, that's terrible. Why would you say that? He said, because it's true. You get 16, that's all you get. 
make sure you utilize them. And what's so cool, if you're listening to this podcast, we're in dentistry. There's no rules. There's none. You can have whatever hours you want. You can finish whenever you want. And patients don't want to leave work. You can say, listen, let's get you started early in the morning and we'll minimize your time away from work. And you could probably be at work by 9 or 10 a.m. All you have to do is believe you can do it and you'll find that people will follow you. Courtney, what's the second concept? I love this. So once you decide that you're going to make the change and you do make that change, now you need to protect it, protect your schedule. I am a big fan of intentionally blocking your schedule. This does so many things for productivity, for predictability, for balance. It is absolutely the way to go, especially when you're thinking about adjusting your hours, starting earlier, finishing earlier. Um, Once you've set whatever your hours are going to be, carve out your schedule because you want to make sure that we're going to hit our production numbers, which side note, you will. Yes. You will. (laughs) And you want to make sure the patient flow is still going to work for your practice between restorative side and hygiene side. So you really have to protect the hours and stick to what those blocks are going to be in order to ensure productability and productivity. Yeah, because the doctor is the number one person that screws everything up. And let me just speak about some (laughs) statistics. If you go seven to three or eight to four, you can't have people staying around an extra hour to shut down because you'll just burn them out. People can't stay until 4.30 to shut down the computer. And I'm joking, but I'm not joking when I say this. The last two patients in hygiene, conversation's got to sound like this. Mrs. Jones, best we know your fee for today is this. Let's get that taken care of right now because we're going to walk to our cars together. Now, you might not say exactly that, but the point is, is we got to protect it with all costs. The doctor will screw this up constantly. And when you screw it up constantly, you're going to burn out people around you. The other thing you got to remember, too, is if you're employing people, a lot of them moms, they have kids at home that are unsupervised for many, many, many hours. What a great gift you're giving them by leaving early so that they can be a part of their families. I promise you, you will produce more. Many of you listening to this podcast have already experienced this. You used to work five days a week. Now you work four. Your practice didn't die. Your production actually went up because the bottom line was you valued you more. And you found out I could do a lot more in four days than trying to spread it out at all these hours. And let me remove one more thing because, Courtney, you're just opening up a can of worms. (laughs) You're going to have all these self-limiting things that come your way, like teachers, I think teachers and military are the two most important segments in the entire world. I think they should go first in everything. They should go first at the airport. They should go first in your practice. They should go first everywhere. I am an A member for Southwest Airlines, which means nothing. I get free Wi-Fi. I think there should be a line for teachers and military before everybody else gets on. That's how important those people are in this world. And we have a lot of people that say, well, teachers, I have so many teachers. One of our favorite doctors, he knows who he is if he listened to this, Data is really important. So if you think teachers are important part of your practice, you should validate that. So pull the number of teachers you have in Dentrix or Eaglesoft. So he pulled them. Guess how many doctors he or teachers he had? He had 11 teachers. He thought they were all over the place. There were 11. So there are days that you work and teachers don't, right? 
Those are VIP teacher's days. So you know what they did? They called all of those teachers and they proactively scheduled them on VIP days. Now he has more what? Teachers. So make sure you remove all of these obstacles and protect, like what Courtney's saying is protect balance at all costs. Now you also were coaches and so we created what are called scheduling agreements. Can you explain what that is? Yeah, scheduling agreements are the agreements that you make with your team for how you're going to treat your schedule. So where do the emergencies go? What is an emergency? What is this high production block for? When could we lift it and what will we fill it with if we have to? Um, basic agreements around how your framework, your schedule is going to be honored by each and every person on your team. So once you decide you want to make the shift, once you make the shift, once you set the schedule, now we're going to sit down with your team and really iron out the details. Why? And go back to your why. Why did we do this in the first place? That's why you can't move these blocks around. That's why you have to stay committed to the framework that you implemented. Yeah. And what about this one? You get this one. But you don't understand, Courtney, my schedule's out of control. It's out of control. Like I can't control my schedule. What do you say to that? Well, in all honesty, it probably is out of control because you're not doing it <laughs> right. the right way. And that's okay. We don't know what we don't know. We, a lot of our doctors are S styles. They're caring, they're compassionate, they're healers. And that's wonderful. So they're yesers. Yes, we can fit you in. Yes, we can put you there. Yes, that's okay. I can be in five places at once. Just do it. You are, Kirk, to your point, the doctor is usually the saboteur of the whole schedule, but not maliciously. It's with good intent, and it's the reason why we need scheduling agreements so that we can remind Dr. Smith, hey, remember when we sat down and we said, this is the schedule that works for us and for our patients. Just give him a little reminder what, what that was in the first place. I, I have several doctors that are guilty of this. <laughs> yeah. And if you're a doctor listening, you know who you are, because I am you in some respects. I mean, I... I hate conflict. I have been clinically diagnosed as a wuss, so I can't say no. And so you have to have scheduling agreements in place. You have to have agreements with your team. You have to put a container around work because if you don't control it, it controls you and you never say no and you keep saying yes. And what you do when you say yes to patients is you say no to your family. And you say, I'm working so hard for you guys. And your family says to you one day, oh, thank you so much for working so hard for us. We don't see you. And don't get yourself down that road. Remember, you're a dentist. You make the rules, you know, and it doesn't have to be super hard. You can put a container around work and you have people come in your schedule. I love this. So, Courtney, what's our third concept? So the last one, once you make the balance, make the balancing of your schedule a priority, Protect it, set up your agreements. Now run, don't walk, don't ever look back. Be super excited that you're never going to regret making this change. There will never come a day when you say, boy, I wish I worked till seven o'clock on a Tuesday and I could miss T-ball or I could miss volleyball or I could miss the school concert. There will never be a day when you look back and regret making this change. You will never regret it. And this Ever. is one of those components, Courtney. There is no plan B. There's only plan A. 
and go with it. I promise you, once you make the decision, now the key is you have to have your team all in on helping you make this decision, but you'll find they're more behind this than you are. One of my favorite stories, uh, two doctor practice with 19 team members. They confronted me at a lecture and said, we can't do this. And I'm like, all right, I've heard this one a million times. Let's do a Zoom call. And we did a Zoom call the next week. And I asked all 19, do you think we can do this? And what do you think they shouted in unison? Yes. Now, the logistics of it are this. Let me point out one more thing. Once you make the decision and you never turn back, you're going to embrace a couple things. Number one, you have to figure it out as a team. So the first thing that you're thinking is, we got to reschedule all these patients. No, you don't. So if you go from eight to five with a lunch to seven to three, you're only talking about a handful of patients per day. Don't overthink this. It's not 7,000 patients out of the schedule back into the schedule. It's just a few at the end of the day and you're moving them to the front of the day, of another day. The other thing to remember is the first week is hard. It's true. You're trying to figure out what to say, how to say it, what to say, you know, what pictures to point to. It's a little bumpy, but by week two, you've said it all. You're like, okay, last week and... By week three, it's rolling off of your tongue on how this works. Week four, you're not even interested in people that want to come back at six o'clock or nine o'clock at night. And you'll find dentists think, think in terms of exceptions. If you're a dentist listening to this, here's what you're thinking. You're thinking there's one team member this is not going to work for. Or there's four patients this is not going to work for. And you stop your life because of the exceptions. Trust me, the exceptions will follow you in most cases. This is called leadership, and you have to lead your practice where you want to go so you have a life. And so, Courtney, I absolutely love this concept. And we're going to throw out the challenge. Here's our call to action today. If you're a dentist listening and you don't think you can have better hours, I want you to call me. Call our team. Somebody on our team, it might be me, will have a Zoom call with your entire team. And I will help you philosophically figure it out and help you make the decision. Because once you make the decision, just like Courtney said, you won't look back. And it's amazing. So, Courtney, any last thoughts you have on changing your hours and changing your life? I think, I really think that if you're even mildly considering doing this, do it. Make make the shift. Make the change. I had a team that made the shift from their normal eight to five. They pushed to seven to three for a week um, because they were down a team member. It just worked better for their schedule. By Wednesday, they decided they loved it and they redid their entire schedule following that. Now, I'm not saying to do that all the time, but it's amazing. Kirk, to your point, you only get 16 summers. You only have so much time. Don't wish it away. Don't bury yourself in what you have because you feel like you can't get out of it. You can. We can help you. We can absolutely help get that balance and get the change for you so that you can have, as we love to say, a better practice and a better life. I love it. At the end of the day, it's not really about hours. That's part of it is we want you and your team to go to work and like who you are. There's nothing better than going to work going, I like who I am. I go in early. I leave early. I have a life. One last thing to think about. When you change your hours, seven to three or eight to four, you have a whole day after your day is done. People tell themselves, I don't have any time. I don't have any time. I don't have any time. That's one of the biggest lies we could ever tell ourselves is we don't have any time. 
When you change your hours, you change your life and you truly have a better practice and a better life. Courtney, thank you so much. This is one of my favorite of all time. I could thank you for two more hours on this. (laughs) So awesome. We'll stick around. We'll say goodbye to everybody else, but thank you guys for listening to the best practices show. Change your hours. Trust me. It works. No one's going to leave you. No one's going to get frustrated. You're going to be so happy you did. And you're going to get hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of hours of your life back that you won't regret it. If you struggle, reach out. We'll help you every step of the way. And until we see you guys next time or you hear from us next time, keep watching or keep listening to the Best Practices Show. You guys enjoy your day. So there you have it. Another great episode. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Hey, and thank you for showing up. I just want to thank you for being here and sharing the good word with your friends. And if you're really enjoying the podcast, could you do me a favor? Could you go to wherever you consume the podcast and just give us a four or five star review? Here's what that does. It allows us to find other great people like you. I love this profession so much. I'm going to spend the rest of my professional life finding great information so that you can consume it and your friends can consume it so that you can create a better practice and a better life. So keep spreading the word and we will see you guys soon. Have a great day, everybody.